Six years ago, my children got some guinea pigs. They named them Flat White, Icing Sugar and Tigger. And for the first couple of months, all was good. But one day, a bird attacked these little piggies and particularly injured Icing Sugar. He got sick and stopped eating and drinking. We took him to the vet twice over a period of a few days and we tried to feed and water him through a syringe. We prayed, we asked God to heal this little guinea pig, but he just got sicker and sicker. And then we found him in his cage, dead. It was very sad and very traumatic, particularly for my 11-year-old daughter, Emily, who loved her little icing sugar. There was crying for a long time. And that night, curled up on the lounge room floor, she sobbed, why did God let icing sugar die? I prayed and he just got sicker. He doesn't even care. Can he really even hear me? Is God listening? I don't think prayer works, she declared. And the reality is for so many people, their heart is in the exact same place. Truth be known, many of you have asked yourselves, just as I have, does prayer really work? And if you're not there now, maybe you've been there before because you've been praying and it felt like God wasn't moving. God, take away this addiction. I can't keep facing the same addiction month after month, year after year. God, just send me that spouse that you've promised. Maybe you've asked God to take away your anger. You've asked him to help set you free. You've asked him to help heal a relationship. And we cry out, don't we sometimes, where, where are you, God? And why aren't you listening to me? This morning, we're going to dive back into the life of Elijah. And this guy, he really understood prayer. And so I reckon we can learn so much from his life. James 5.17 says, Elijah was a man just like us, which is comforting, isn't it? He didn't have this like cool superhero Bible dude type deal going on. He was just a regular person like you and like me. And James goes on to say, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. What power. Elijah prays with confidence. He prays with boldness that God is going to move and that God is going to work. And hopefully you've remembered where we're up to in this story of Elijah. But basically to catch you up, you might want to go back and watch the YouTube sermons from the last couple of weeks. But to catch you up, basically what happened was we've got this king, King Ahab, and he's evil. This guy is just rotten and he's got this wife who's about equal in that, in that spectrum, Jezebel. And they're not at all living for God. They're destroying the nation. And, and so God says to Elijah, I need you to go to King Ahab and Jezebel. And I need you to tell them that they need to, to repent. They need to turn things around. They need to fall before me and to get their lives right with me. And so Elijah does go to them, but they didn't. And so Elijah says, okay, here's the thing. If you don't do it, God's going to take away the rain. And so then Elijah goes and runs to God and says, God, please take away the rain. And God did. Three and a half years, no rain. It was gone. But one day Elijah wakes up and says, okay, God, I think it's time for the rain to start again. You know, the reality is so many of us struggle with our prayer lives from time to time. Consistency is tough. Authenticity can be hard at times. We don't feel like there's, that God's listening, that He answers. And so to help us this morning, I'm going to just extract some insights out of the, the prayer life, out of this prayer that Elijah prayed. 
And three different qualities, I think, of effective prayer that we learn from Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 18. Firstly, effective prayers are humble prayers. 1 Kings 18, 41 to 42. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go, get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and he bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. So Elijah climbs to the top of this mountain. He puts on his hiking pack. He's got his water and he makes his way to the top of this mountain to be alone with God. He needed to get God's attention. He didn't feel like that just as you go through life, prayer was enough in this case. They needed some rain. And so he set some time aside and he climbed all the way to the top. And when he gets there, Elijah bends down to the ground, puts his face between his knees. Can you picture it? He's just there before a holy God. He's humbled, physically humbled himself. It's just a picture really of what was going on spiritually inside of him. He was spiritually humbled at that moment. He realised that he couldn't bring the rain. He realised that he was small, that he was an ordinary man, that he was just incapable really. But he knew that they needed rain. He knew he couldn't do it, but he knew that God could. So he says, God, I'm small, I'm tiny and I'm inadequate. But God, you are big and God, you're holy and God, you're the sustainer and creator and you are the healer and you're the provider. And he humbles himself before God because God could bring the rain. You know, over the last 21 days, our territory has prayed it forward. We always know that we need to be people of prayer, always. But right now we know um, as a territory that we really need God in a way like we never have before. We've needed to say, God, we don't have the answers. We need to make some pretty big decisions about the way forward. We need courage. We need to allow you to prune us and to help make us more fruitful. And so we've humbled ourselves. We've gotten down on our knees and we've said, we don't know what to do, but God, we're looking to you. And what a perfect position for God to perform a miracle. Here in New South Wales ACT Division, we've committed to this intentional focused prayer for a further 19 days, 40 days of prayer knowing that we are small and that we're inadequate, but that the God who we serve is big and he will lead us. First Peter 5 verse 5 says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Our God, he is the one that will lift us up. But what we have to understand is that humbling and, and humility precedes the miraculous in our lives. We want to get God's attention. We want him to move. We need to humble ourselves. Humble yourself before him. So number one, we need humble prayers. But number two, effective prayers are persistent prayers. They're persistent. So Elijah, he's climbed the mountain. He's humbled himself. And now he says in verses 43 and 44, he says to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. So here's the deal. Elijah has climbed the mountain. He's humbled himself. He's asking God for rain. And then he says, okay, servant, I've prayed. Now I want you to go and look. He looks. And he comes back and he's like, nope, there's no rain. 
He says, okay, hang on a second. And he prays again, God, we need the rain. Will you bring it back? And so he sends the servant out again and he comes back and he does it again and he does it again and again, seven times. And what we don't hear Elijah say is what my daughter said, who lost her little guinea pig. And what I am tempted to say sometimes, oh, this prayer thing, it doesn't really work. He doesn't say God's sleeping or God doesn't care. No, he's laser focused and he prays and he prays and he prays. Notice that Elijah doesn't allow the outward circumstances of what's going on to affect his inward assurance. Elijah doesn't allow what's going on around him to affect how he feels about God and the assurance he has in him. When it seems like God's maybe not moving, when it seems like God's not answering, he doesn't get frustrated. He doesn't throw in the towel. He doesn't say, I'm done. What does he do? He prays. He prays and he prays. It doesn't seem like God's working. He prays and the prayer is persistent. So here's my question for you this morning. What have you quit praying for that you need to start praying for again? Maybe it's for someone in your family that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus and it's been years and you've just kind of given up on praying. Maybe it's your marriage and you haven't seen much movement in that area. So you've kind of quit praying. Maybe it's for a job and you've gotten tired and weary. Maybe it's for finances, for a broken relationship. I encourage you to commit to praying again, to praying afresh. Perhaps ask someone to pray for or with you, to wait on God with you. Maybe you'd like to send us a message and we'll ask our prayer warriors to pray with you. To, to, maybe you'd like to come to our prayer meetings, our online prayer meetings on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and let us pray with you to encourage you to be persistent, to be humbled. And finally this morning, I think Elijah teaches us that our prayers need to be expectant. Effective prayers are expectant prayers. So Elijah goes to Mount Carmel, humbles himself, is persistently praying. He's not quitting. So the servant comes back after no answer every single time. Seven times he comes back. And then he says in verse 44, Elijah, there's a cloud as small as a man's hand that is starting to rise from the sea. And look at Elijah's response to that answer. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab right now, hitch up your chariot, go down before the rain stops you. Now here's what the servant didn't say. He didn't say, Elijah, there's a massive black sky thunderstorm that's on the horizon. The rain is coming. No, he said, Elijah, there's a little cloud about the size of a man's hand, maybe. And what does Elijah do in response to that? He says, oh, great, it's coming. We have to release the emergency evacuation plan. Get the, get the flood rescue team in operation. Make sure there's enough vests, life vests in the boats. And Ahab, you better get yourself down the mountain because there's a cloud as small as a man's hand and so the rain is coming. Actually, it's a little bit funny, isn't it? A bit ridiculous. If that was me, I would have been like, oh, okay, cool, a small cloud. Just, just let me check my phone app because everyone knows that the weather on your app is much more accurate than looking out the window at the sky. But no, Elijah was expectant. He put all the stuff into play. He cost the city actually tons of money on the belief that God was going to move and do the miraculous. Mark says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, Believe that you have received it and it will be yours in faith. 
put action in place. Believe. Believe that God is going to move and that God's going to work. So what happened to Elijah after he called out the troops, after he evacuated the town and everybody's gone? Verse 45. Meanwhile, the sky, the sky grew black with clouds. Just picture it. The wind rose and here it is. A heavy rain came on and Ahab rode off to Jezebel. and The power of the Lord came upon Elijah. God answers prayers. God moves on behalf of his people, even when we can't see it. Be expectant for what God wants to do in your life. Be expectant for what God wants to do in the life of our church. Let's continue to humble ourselves and pray persistently and expectantly. So God, this morning, would you move us and stir us and change us? Lord, when needed, re-energise and transform our prayer life. Give us strength to pray, Jesus, we pray, because we need you. Amen.